the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy and ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. Here's a piece I hope you'll enjoy from my friend, Dennis Prager. One of America's most interesting people is Alan Dershowitz, the renowned Harvard University, Harvard Law School professor, writer, thinker, and I will say, I will give him the biggest accolade I can give anyone. He is a man of courage. Courage is the rarest of the good traits. He's a liberal Democrat. I'm a conservative Republican, and I have great respect for him because of his courage. Alan, how are you? Well, good, and I would return the same compliment. I have great respect for you going back a long, long time because of your courage and your willingness to stand up to political correctness and the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune. So both keep up our courage, perhaps in somewhat different directions, but toward the same end. That's right. That is freedom of speech, due process, and keep ideas coming. That is correct. And uh, by the way, I never begin an interview with how are you. In, In my case, in this case, it was really specific because you have not been allowed to uh, retire peacefully. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I really meant it. How are you? Are, are, are you doing okay? Oh, yeah. No, I'm doing great. Uh, look, I was born to fight, and I'm fighting the, the forces of injustice now, being falsely accused by somebody I never met, never heard of, and can prove that I never met and never heard of. And I can prove that she has emails saying she never met me, never heard of me. So in the end, I'm going to prevail. But this is a trying time for my family, and it's taken me away from others of my work, but I still got a book a year done. I'm just finishing another book about these false accusations against me called Guilt by Accusation, Fighting Against False Charges in the Age of Me Too, which I think will really be revelatory and show up how some of these movements are being corrupted. You know, it was uh, uh, Eric Hoffa who once said, Every cause starts as a movement, then it becomes a business, then it becomes a racket. And I'm now subject to a racket. That's uh, right. You are. Yes, I believe you are. From a wealthy man, not me, another wealthy man, by falsely charging me. And, then, you know, the lawyers are at fault for this, and we're going to get them. Good. Uh, the the lawyer issue is a big one. I will obviously have you on for that book. The latest book just published by Alan Dershowitz, and everything he writes is worth reading, is Defending Israel. The story of my relationship with my most challenging client. That's great. Yep. The subtitle is awesome. <laughs> well, you have been truly, I mean, uh, in, in for Israel's history, you have been one of its uh, most, I mean, maybe two or three finest and most eloquent and active defenders. So I have a question. What has happened to the Democratic Party, which was always associated from Harry Truman to 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 you name the president, to, to Bill Clinton as so sure. pro-Israel. What has happened? 
Well, that's the subject of my book. I write about that in great detail, and I write about the great anguish it causes uh, Democrats like me who uh, love Israel and hate the, the squad, the people who are now trying to turn the Democratic Party against Israel. Uh, look, there's a very, very simple answer. It may seem reductionistic, but everybody supported Israel until 1967. The Soviet Union supported Israel. Czechoslovakia provided arms to Israel. And then when Israel won the Six-Day War, the Soviet Union terminated its diplomatic relations with Israel. Communist parties all over Europe turned against Israel. And American hard-left people turned against Israel, led by that bigot, uh, the Reverend Daniel Berrigan, who features in my book. I talk about the debates and confrontations I had with Berrigan, with Kunstler, with Chomsky, with all the people of the hard-left. They were initially just following the Soviet line. It was as simple as that. Now it's become more complicated. Uh, Israel is seen as, you know, the oppressor nation, the colonialist nation, uh, apartheid, genocide. You know, you can't go on a college campus today and hear any any criticism of uh, Cuba, of Syria, of China, of Venezuela. Um, all these protesters want to have better relations with these tyrannical regimes. They only want to focus on Israel. BDS, Boycott, Divestment, Sanction, is focused only on Israel. And so in the book, I take that on, and I say part of the goal of this book is to see whether the Democratic Party can be retrieved and whether the bipartisan support for Israel, which goes back to 1948, can be restored. I think it's an uphill fight. It's a real challenge, and it's become more and more challenging to defend Israel on university campuses. You know, before 67, I defended Israel. It was very easy. Israel was the Sara Lee of countries. Remember the ad to Sara Lee, the cake? Nobody doesn't like Sara Lee. Nobody didn't like Israel except, you know, some Arab countries and some oil people. But today, the left has turned against Israel, particularly the hard left, and now we're seeing it in Congress. And that's a very, very dangerous development. And that's why you and people like you are so important, because you are Democrats. I, I have, you have obviously not given up on your party. I have given up on your party, but I, I hope you're right. I, I, I pray I'm wrong, in fact. But Yeah, no, I, I hope I'm right, too, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You know, they say in Israel, a pessimist is somebody who thinks, oh, you think he's so bad they can't get any worse. An optimist says, yes, they can. And I think can, things can get worse. And I think the Democratic Party could become Corbynized. I mean, look at what we're facing now. There's By the way, let me just explain that to everybody. Corbynized means Jeremy Corbyn, who everyone acknowledges an anti-Semite, and he's head of labor in Britain. Okay, go ahead. And there may be a, and although it doesn't and he might like be prime now, minister, he could another election. That's right. And it's conceivable that Corbyn could beat a divided conservative uh, yes. party. Can you imagine what the world would look like and what Israel would look like if we had Bernie Sanders as president of the United States, God forbid, and we had Jeremy Corbyn as prime minister of England? It's, isn't it ironic? And here you have the first Jew being a serious candidate for president, and virtually every supporter of Israel and every Jew, reasonable Jew I know, is strongly opposed to Bernie Sanders, because we're not racist. We don't vote based on who your mother was or whether you're circumcised or not. We vote based on your ideas, and Bernie Sanders' ideas are, are terrible. They're bad for America. They're bad for the Democratic Party. They're bad for the world. Well, the, look, on the other hand, the man did honeymoon in the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. And he went to a kibbutz in Israel, but it was a hard left Shomer Hatzair kibbutz. Yeah, but even so, uh, he has no understanding. Yeah. Of no, Israel. no, exactly. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Well, this is this is it's almost surreal to be honest. One of the one of the most decent countries in the world, as you constantly point out, it has the criteria of what what we want. We who call ourselves liberal, meaning you and those who who call ourselves a, a, a an independent judiciary, which is to you mm-hmm. fundamental. I mean, yeah. not to mention an independent press. You read Haaretz; it's it's like it's it's worse about Israel than than the New York Times is. It is. It is. Yeah. 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 Look, it has. It has. It's the freest country in the Middle East. One of the freest countries in the world. You know, it's freer. It has a freer press than, than Scandinavia um, and has a better record of human rights than almost any country in the world. And certainly no country faced with comparable threats to its existence has ever in history had a better record. And yet it is a pariah among people of the left. Look, I have to tell you, in the book, I make this point. Scratch a, a, a fervent anti-Israel person deep enough and you will find anti-American feeling. That's right. Uh, Israel That's is right. a surrogate. For America and people who hate America and many on the hard left do, including some members of Congress. I mean, the irony is there are members of Congress who think America is a terrible, terrible country. And inevitably, they're going to think Israel is a terrible country because Israel is so much like America in so many different ways. Let me remind everybody that the, the latest book of Alan Dershowitz, Defending Israel, and, and he you should just know that he writes in an extremely compelling manner. So it, his, his books are, are are very important and very readable at the same time. Is there anybody in the Democratic Party who gives you hope? Well, I, I think I think Joe Biden, deep down, really does support Israel. Uh, he was, however, Obama's vice president, and Obama really stabbed Israel in the back. You know, he told me in an Oval Office meeting before his reelection, he said, Alan, I have Israel's back, and I tell that story in my book. And I say, but I didn't realize that he had Israel's back to paint the target on it and put a knife through it. What he did in the last days of office by not vetoing that Security Council resolution, which says that the Western Wall is illegally occupied territory, the Jewish quarter, the access roads to Hebrew University and Hadassah are all grievously illegal occupation. Um, When I met with President Trump after he got elected, and you know I didn't vote for him, I said, you must now recognize Jerusalem's capital of Israel. That's the best you can do to turn back that horrible U.N. resolution that basically declares Jerusalem, the most important parts of it, to be illegally occupied territory. I'm not saying it was I who convinced him to do that, but I certainly made that argument. I also made the argument very strongly that he should recognize the Golan as part of Israel. Look, for me, bipartisanism means that you attack the persons you voted for, as I have attacked Obama, and you support and, 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 and praise the people you voted against when they do the right thing. Exactly. And that's what you do. That's what he does. Defending Israel, I can't recommend it highly enough. It is up at DennisPrager.com. Thank you, Alan Dershowitz. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.